Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Sales Chatter. Today we have Jay Jaya, who's going to be joining us from Business Quarters. Uh, we're going to be asking him, drilling him a lot of questions and finding out the mindset of what he does um, over at Business Quarters. Let's hit that intro. Let's go. To the HPLS podcast. Live, relevant, and high performance information, conversations, and education weekly. I don't know what happened, you know, I just had to speak the wrong one. <laughs> there we go. Uh, good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Jay. How are you guys doing this morning? Good morning. morning. Uh, well, well, thanks for having me. Hey, good morning, Lisa. How are you? Morning, Lisa. Uh, so today, uh, like we said, we have JJ, uh, who is the president and CSO of Business Porters Incorporated. Uh, they're an asset-based uh, transportation vendor out of uh, out of Canada, with many offices over Canada as well, uh, focusing on finding customer solutions. Uh, thanks so much for coming on this morning, JJ. How are you doing this morning? I'm well. I'm well. How are you guys? Good. 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 So let's, let's get into it. I know we're a couple of minutes late and everybody's kind of been waiting for us. Uh, let's, let's hear about your mindset uh, in terms of how did you basically go from, uh, what's your journey essentially in the logistics industry to where you're at right now? So I started off as a regular sales agent uh, not too long ago. Eventually, you know, hitting the phones, hitting, getting, getting customers, uh, cradle to grave. So, you know, booking my own loads, booking my admin stuff. Eventually transitioned over to having my own team uh it was pretty much you know running point for all of them to be successful and then eventually we got two uh me and my two partners got together and formulated a, an asset-based uh company nice again here it's not a it's not a thing it's one story here but we start off with one truck and uh, we eventually grew to about 50 and growing primarily focusing on me for free great Great man, that that's uh, that's awesome. And do you uh, do you primarily stay up in Canada, uh, or do you do the forty eight uh, states as well? We do Canada, we do the forty eight states, and we go all the way down to Mexico. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And how long have you been uh, in business now on the asset side? So in business, we've been only for three years. Okay. Um, what kind of, uh, Jenin, what kind of problems do you see on the customer uh, shipping side when your drivers go in to, to pick up uh, freight? What kind of problems are you seeing on that side? So when, when, when my drivers go in, there's, there's, there's two sides of the story. Sometimes we got guys that are going to go pick up milk in their flip-flops, their shorts, they get to holiday. Whereas the customer sending us emails saying, what is this? Like, there's no PPE over over the, the, the pandemic stages. Everyone had to be, you know, come with the, the equipment, the safety vest, the hard shoes, the nose cap. But that's only nowadays. I see it's only practiced by city drivers and not by over the road long haul drivers. So, which is uh, an issue with with the market being where it is right now, and long haul drivers are getting used as city drivers. They're not following protocols. So it's like uh, it's usually. And it's now the market is driven by the drivers, so you don't want to go too harsh on them because they will just leave. So you know it's uh, it's more of a safety compliance and the driver recruiters and all that stuff. They have to take care of this. They have to be more, very more aggressive in taking care of them. And what kind of uh, what kind of problems are are you seeing at the shipper side? Like 
when you go in there to go pick up freight, what are the main issues that uh, your drivers are facing? Most of them is waiting times, most of the wrong POs, uh, it's things like that, right? It's very minuscule, but it's just, it's a lot of weight to get it recovered. I guess they're, they have to go through the different channels, you know, getting the right information. They don't want to load us with the wrong, you know, wrong product and so on and so forth. But it's ideally mostly waiting times and the communication between shipper, either broker or shipper and the, customer, uh, the sales agent. Right. So what would help you out as a asset based carrier to help you help your shippers that you do business with? Well, uh, the sales agents or the brokers have to cross their T's and dot their I's when someone's sending a tender. Um, usually we say this and we preach this all the time, but this is uh, we're in big territory, right? So this it's hit or miss. Like, even though you preach it so many, so many different times, they're still going to get it wrong. And there's I don't. I've been in the business for a while now and I've never, I've never seen it change. Like it's just always that something that you have to incorporate with while you're picking up a load for a broker or a sales agent. And how would that, how would that make you, uh, how would, how would it make you a better company if you and your customers were both in compliance? How, how, how would that benefit your shippers and benefit you as a service provider? Like if we're all on the same page, like, right. So we send them SOPs, please follow this, but it's usually with the high turnover rate on both sides, the processes just fall off, right? You, you implement this for two, three months. And then again, someone leaves the companies or someone here, our driver manager, or, you know, the ones that deal with, uh, giving the tenders over to the drivers and one of them leave the process starts back up again. Right? So even if you constantly implement these strategies, it's a never ending cycle. Gotcha. Now you mentioned something about dotting the I's and crossing the T's. What do you mean by by that? Uh, what are you looking for? Doing everybody doing their due diligence, right? When doing a when when sending a tender over, yeah, it's it could be you know it could it could be one tender or the same tender numerous times of five trucks going in, but it just the information has to be correct. Even if one PO number is wrong, you're just going to cause a huge pileup, right? It's not just only for our team that's going in there. It's for the teams that are coming in for later times, later slots that have a pickup or delivery appointment. And and if your customers, shippers said, hey, I'd, I'd love to have you come in. Let's have a sit down. Let's discuss. Would that be beneficial uh, to you um, as far as uh, you learning more about the customer and the customer learning more about your operation? Yes, for sure. So we have opportunities like that that has come in the past when we fly over. We have a sit down to make the operations seamless. So we'll take our operations manager, they'll bring their op team and have that sit down where how we can make this, how we can mitigate all these issues going forward and how we can make this seamless as possible. Right. But once, yeah. a, once a corporation is, you know, they have a hundred doctors, things yeah. like that, it, it gets very difficult. You can, you can implement policies, SOPs on a, you know, with five docs, six docs, whatever the case may be, they're only pushing up. No 10, 15 loads a day. But once you see, when, you, when you're working with a shipper, for example, like a Walmart or a Costco, these things to implement, you have to have a lot of people on board, right? It's just that me or, you know, two people cannot be the, the face trying to implement a new procedure. Right. And do you, do, you, do you find that when you're dealing with a shipper that all their facilities are like a mirror image or do they kind of operate on an island by themselves? Shippers, some of them are really great. Some of them are really terrible, right? It's just that, again, 
for sales agents that that are in the industry they are they want to stick with the shipper regardless they don't want to lose a customer just based on you know the the, the waiting times right but uh some of them are really good i'm not going to say names but some of them are really good <laughs> and some of them are real really bad there's a you know a lot of uh friction i, I shall say right right and how much does that cost you as a asset uh based carrier when things aren't going your way and that you're not seeing eye to eye with your shippers and like you said you're sitting there for hours on end what does it cost an asset based carrier when things like that happen so what i've noticed in the last six months statistic wise is when the the trucks were short uh there's a lot of truckers that were short these shippers were paying out of the yin yang just to keep us at the doors because they don't want our drivers leaving. Market over the past few months has shifted now to shippers market. They dictate everything. So even if you start uh, giving them idea saying that you're gonna leave, they don't care. They will ha they'll have someone in minutes just because of how the market is, right? How we as asset-based carrier has dictated the market of the last two years based on the pricing and you know it's it's our way or the highway. The rules have rules have changed now. Now it's they dictate the market. They have an influx of carriers that are coming on, calling them every day. Uh, drivers willing to take a pay cut or willing to take go less on a mile uh, than the average price right now. So it's it's their game right now. So we have me losing drive, me keeping the customers more of a priority than me going out of pocket and paying my driver. Right, right. So you can you basically would agree that there's no loyalty whatsoever on the shipper side, correct? It's very cutthroat. Right, right. So what happens if they did, what happens if the shipper did have that loyalty and wanted to work with you? How would that benefit the shipper? What do you mean? So if the shipper is, if the shipper... Right, they want to work with you. Um, they want to understand your operations. They want to understand the downfalls, the pitfalls that you're going through, how they can work with you to make your lives a lot better. How would that benefit the shipper? Um, as a customer, as far as monetary value, what would that value be to them if they were in uh, congruent with you as they saw eye to eye, they understand your operations and were willing to help you out? So usually in these circumstances, the shipper already has a procedure. They, they already say, you know what, it's going to be a three hour wait time, something like that of that nature. Or they would also compensate us at the end of, uh, at the end of pickup and waiting times. That's in terms of that's in terms of monetary value. Whereas you go to a different customer, one would say that no, these are the standard, this is standard protocol, we're really busy, you take it or leave it, or I'll find someone else. So with the ones that are loyal, they'll they'll compensate you because of service. Uh, this industry is based on communication and service. If you know if you base if you base it on that, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a longevity with your with XYZ customer, right? But there's also shippers that don't care. Um, and uh, you know, it's 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 either you have to go out of your pocket and see how much you can last by going out of pocket to protect your drivers because drivers need to get paid regardless of sure. whatever the scenario is, right? So it's uh, in that situation, it's now it's me seeing statistics: is this customer worth it in the long run, right? Perfect. And just kind of coming back like a little bit to, uh, to business portals, because like all that is gold nuggets, man, because everyone who's watching the show, they can take that with that information, replay it and actually go to shippers and say, hey, this is what an actual 
carrier is actually facing right now? How can we resolve this? Um, when it comes to like business quarters, um, Incorporated itself, um, is there any kind of like success stories that you, you can share with us? Because I know you guys are somewhat kind of new, but like it's kind of like new territory as well. Is there anything that you can share with us and the viewers uh, to yeah. kind of give them a little bit of insight? So we started pre-pandemic, we started three years ago when, when it's, uh, when it's, you know, when it's we're very hard for new guys to come on in. Uh, again, we started two years ago, just making just under $2 million of revenue. Now we're in year three, we're just passing the 60 million mark. So, uh, nice. and <clears throat> incumbents are going down or getting bought out. Um, I feel me, you know, me and my team feel proud. We worked endless nights to make this happen. Right. And now we just want to, you know, finally reap the rewards. So why do you feel like, you feel like, you know, like everything, everything's kind of going up for you guys. Um, from, from that aspect when you're new and post in the pandemic stages no one wants to work with you no you have to build a repertoire you need to have rapport right um yeah i could say or we could say collectively we bring you know 50 60 years of uh, you know logistics experience but at the end of the day brand you have a brand new mc and you're into the game right so it's all it depends on relationships this industry is all in relationships without my relationships that me and my team built over the years and transition over to business quarters it would, it would, it would, it would, this would have never have been possible, right? So uh, I'm really happy where we are and where we're trending and uh, the future looks bright. Uh, Dan, Dan's actually, good morning, Dan. I hope you're doing well, buddy. Morning, hopefully, hopefully we're doing a good job, you know? Uh, Dan has a question for you, uh, maybe a little late to the party, but uh, what is the number one thing, Jay, uh, that you do to re retain drivers and why? So right now, when, when I first started, getting drivers was difficult. No one would want to work because there's, there's no lanes. It's all spot market. All the sales individuals had awkward lanes where you can even build a build a, a good triangle or you know back and forth for them. Now we have dedicated lanes, so we have drivers that come in. Hey Jay, I want to go here to California, California back. You know nothing. They don't they don't ask any questions. They just give their resume. They just sign up on on they're on the next load. Yeah, you, you know, uh, Nigel um, has a uh, question here, and it's just a thought. He says, it's really important to set your expectations with the customer. Sell premium service, premium price, talk value, or otherwise you only have a price to talk about. If they don't want to do work this way, walk this way, uh, find others that will. It's not, uh, if not, it's just a downward spiral of service. Absolutely. Absolutely, Nigel. Thank you. And don't don't devalue yourself, right? Because like you guys no. have obviously been successful um, in, in this time that we have here. Um, we're actually speaking of lanes. Uh, we're actually going to get into our dad uh, lane of the day. Uh, we've actually sent some thanks over to the great folks over there. So let's hit that. So the lane today is going to be from Chicago, Illinois to Columbus, Ohio. Um, it's going to be for reefer. Uh, the line haul RPM is 445 a mile. Um, all in with fuel is going to be 515. Uh, contract is looking a little bit, little bit, about 20 cents over at 537, um, as well as 60 cents uh, looking trending. And rates are looking to start to rise on this lane. So if you got Columbus, Chicago to Columbus, it's definitely a good lane to kind of take a look at right now there just coming back to it uh so jenna just tell us a little bit more um as you kind of said like you guys have growth um what is your sales do you currently have like a sales force on your own on under business porters um for yourself kind of looking for career business um what can you tell us a little bit more of your team size and what are you guys kind of like looking for um in terms of when you're kind of speaking to these sales reps on your team 
so here so every logistics company every um you know every brokerage every logistics company or every asset based division focuses primarily on sales i want to take a different twist on this uh more operationals because uh, getting sales is is one thing but sustaining the business is a different thing in order to survive in this business operation is key so my team yes. is more operation operation friendly than the sales i have a team of six sales I have a team of 20 operations, right? So it's, it's, and, and also I put stress on the administrative work, whereas the tenders, the PODs, the BOLs, um, that stuff is very crucial to my business. I focus on that more than sales coming in. I'd rather retain my existing business than go after more and lose everything, right? So that's, that's my safe approach. Uh, when it comes to increasing my revenue for the business, butterfly existing accounts, so on and so forth. I got people messaging me saying that my accounting system is very good, right? So it's that's what I take pride in. Um, sales comes, you know, over time, I'm not going to go you know, all in crazy where I can't service customers. So I have, we're based out of, so we have offices in PEI, we have offices in Ontario, we have an office in Calgary. My sales agents are spread out across Canada. Nice. They work remotely. I don't. I, I gradually bring people on as soon as I know I can bring on another three, four operations to sustain the business. That's awesome. And I think uh, Dan has a case of follow-up question to um, thing here. So number one thing for you is uh, for dedicated lanes is to retain drivers. Yeah. So retaining drivers, dedicated lanes, consistent business. They know what type of paycheck they're bringing home. That's the most important thing. Right. Well, the other the other thing too, Jaden, is that when you have a specific driver on a specific lane, they're getting to know the customer. Right. They're getting to know that that doc supervisor, and they start building a, a long term business relationship, which is which is great for not just the shipper but you as a carrier because you're solidifying that relationship, right? And then they get to know how you operate, uh, and then vice versa. And it becomes, like I said, a really good relationship and a lasting one. And that's very important. And that's why I like when I have lanes like that, I like to have the same driver on the same lane working it every week because it's, it's clockwork. And, and it definitely driver, benefits both sides. Yeah, the driver builds rapport with the, the, with the team there. It's, just, it's very, uh, it's clockwork, right? So it, even if you're late by a few minutes so on and so forth, you have that relationship there where, you know, I say they can save your ass. <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs> definitely all the way Def and, and likewise too you know if there's a problem they'll understand it because he now has that communication level with that individual and then vice versa if something comes up where they're not going to have a shipment that day or whatever they can call him before he gets there to let him know or your dispatcher and those are the best kind of relationships to have especially if you're moving high volume yes that's correct there so just kind of come in like we're kind of entering peak season a lot of people kind of say it's like separation season it's time for us to kind of put in the work we only got a couple months until christmas or like that uh what are you and the team kind of like preparing either for like the end of the year and even going into like 2023 um what are you guys kind of prepping or what is that looking like so i don't know about uh, i'm not going to speak on behalf of everyone else but i know the last two months have been slow so what i preach preach to my sales team is always build your pipeline the pipeline should never stop right so in the event, even one customer goes down, or you know, you know your whole uh, your whole book of business goes away, you have built that pipeline over the time that will get you over the hump, which is September, October, November, and half of December, because the other two weeks or the first week of January, no one's entitled to shipping unless you're shipping Christmas trees, right? So, uh, <laughs> so it's uh, it's uh, the next two months, whatever you have worked starting from February going uh, going up to August, 
those are the accounts that you should be attending a closing and that will you know, pay uh, fruits of the fruits of what you worked to close and bring on volume for september october november whereas december it's usually i don't calculate december i always go another month of the year because december is just very uh it's frightening it's a frightening month for sales yeah. <laughs> there you go hey dan has a uh uh Dan just uh, put a message out there. Says, by the way, Jay, you guys are killing it. You should pat yourself on the back. All greatness starts at the top. Way to go, pal! Uh, happy for you, my brother. I feel. I feel like Dan, like uh, Jay, slipped him a twenty or something like that. A little e-transfer before that to come on here. And- <laughs> just keep it coming, Jay. Just keep- yeah, just keep it coming. Yeah. Uh, so, just for you, I know it's like you guys are like really young and everything like that, but you guys are obviously killing it. Um, what kind of this is kind of something to kind of think about, but what kind of legacy are you kind of looking for yourself and even for business quarters um, that you guys kind of looking to leave in the industry or even as a, as a person, you know, your personal professional life? So again, here, uh, the average age span here at the, at the business that I have is literally under 30. Uh, <laughs> okay. So we like, obviously as a, as a, as a basketball team or a baseball team, I don't have uh, a legendary, you know, someone that's going to retire or someone that has in that, uh, that experience where he comes in and brings the young guys up, right? Everyone relies heavily on me, right? So it's just that uh, it's everyone just bounces ideas off each other. We're still young, so we have creative methods on how we can um, and how we can prospect and how we can close more business, right? In terms of legacy, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm not there yet where I'm rocking on the chair thinking about my retirement because uh, I'm still hungry. We're still we're still about to close, but what I want to do is you know. Uh, I am a father to be, so I want to uh, I want to leave some congratulations. Thank you, thank you. So I want to uh, leave uh, some sort of memorable experience where you know it's like that is just not always doing sales, right? So come back, do give back to the community, something along those lines, right? That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, in terms of like, um, if somebody wants to kind of like get in contact with you, what is what's the best ways to get in contact either with business supporters or get yourself and get in touch with you personally? Um, I give my direct line to everybody. I have a work number, but uh, uh, for any person down the street, just top naked area, I give them my direct cell phone number. It's awesome, man. Uh, Dan, Dan actually made a comment here that um, it's a hundred dollars now, so uh, you got you got you to make sure that you set up that e transfer. Um, so, just want to thank everybody uh, for coming out this morning, and uh, Jay, thank you again, brother, for reaching out with us and uh, and having the discussion because um, there's a lot of gold nuggets that I personally take in here that I'm probably gonna have conversations with as well. So I know I got value, I know Jeff got value, and all the viewers, I know you guys all got value. Um, we will be replaying this again at uh, 12 o'clock and 3 o'clock Eastern time on all the social media channels. Uh, check us out on LinkedIn. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Uh, we're not on Instagram yet. We're gonna have to figure that one out, uh, but we're yeah. on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, from there um i'm good for there anything jeff here before we kind of get the hey, thanks going? uh jane uh i appreciate your input on this especially for our audience and the people watching this um i think it was great information and in that uh, they have some takeaway um obviously there's a lot more work to do to help you guys in the trucking industry and that they 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 have to start you know taking care of the carriers that take care of them because without you guys product's not going to move and they're going to go out of business so thank you for all that you do um and your drivers and keep on trucking my friend all right thanks guys thanks for having me thanks ryan thanks Jeff. yep thanks, you got it have thanks, a great day guys all right take care guys cheering trucking our motto is people before profit
Today's market requires more transparency, consistency, and focus on what our clients need to win. Centurion Trucking and American Logistics are poised to help their clients achieve and surpass their targets. If you're looking for a team that honors your needs, dreams, and aspirations, then get a hold of Damon at American Logistics or Centurion Trucking and start designing your career today.